Thank you so, so much for coming. Thanks for joining me on this awesome day for uh, what I think will be an incredible class that we're about to have. Uh, really, what we are going to read today is something remarkable. We are, we are honestly going to read something remarkable today. So as always, it's just incredible to get together with all of you and let us turn to our Parsha, Parshas Vayishlach. And our Parsha begins with Yaakov as he's exiting. He has just left behind the house of Laban where he struggled with that con artist, Laban, and managed to escape just by the grace of Hashem. And as he exits, what comes his way, we know Esau and 400 men, different descriptions, 400 men, it, it may have been more than that, it may have been very great, powerful people, a frightening sight is coming to greet him. And this is Yaakov, and, and, and many have said this before, that Yaakov's life is really the depiction of the life of a Jew and the struggles and accomplishments that every one of us have to face in our life. There's no coincidence that we are called B'nai Yisrael, the children of Yisrael, which is what Yaakov's name will be changed to. Yisrael, he will be known as Yaakov and Yisrael. And we, we, are, we are known as B'nai Yisrael because Yaakov's obviously, that his life sets the tone for the life that all of us go through. And we see that constant struggle, that battle against the forces of evil that rage against him. And here he faces off with his brother and we know there's a dramatic encounter and he divides his camp and he bows and it's, it's, it's a whole process of an amazing story. Within that story, we're told of a very unusual an incredible occurrence that happens in his life. And this is as he's getting himself ready to greet Esau, Esau, his brother, the person who has been plotting to kill him for all these years. He is taking his family and they cross this stream. And the Pasik tells us that Yaakov realized he forgot. Rashi tells us, he forgot some small jars on the other side of this stream. So he goes back to go get those jars. And the Pusik tells us he met a man there and Chazal tell us, our rabbis tell us, that this was no man, this was the angel of Esau. The angel of Esau, which Chazal tell us really means this is who we know as the Satan, this is the Yetzirah, this is the Malach HaMobes, this is that angel, that Malach that stands against a Jew every single day. This is the angel that wreaks havoc in our life, day and night. And there he was facing Yaakov. Yaakov came back to get those jars and he now encounters this force of evil, the Malach, the angel, the Satan, the angel of Esau. And the Pasuk describes for us 
that they wrestled the entire night. They wrestled the entire night in an awesome battle. And of course, we know that what this is telling us is that there was a spiritual struggle that Yaakov had to face right then and there. A real showdown with the Yetzirah, with the source of spiritual strength of his brother. His brother was the physical counterpart, but he had his strength from this spiritual counterpart, this angel of Esau. And in an unbelievable, stunning victory, Yaakov wins. Yaakov wins the fight with this angel. And very interestingly, he ends the fight holding on to the angel. And he's not letting him go. But you might think, you know, you're happy to get rid of him. You beat him, you're done. You literally wrestled the whole night. And you won. Just let him go. Get rid of him. But Yaakov seems to be holding on. And here, this angel, this Satan, the angel of Esau, says something very, very surprising. He says, Let me go. Ki hashachar. For morning is coming. Why is he in a rush? Where does he need to go? And Rashi tells us that ki hashachar, morning's coming. ani I need to sing Hashem's praises today. That malachim, angels, there's a world. There's a world that we can't see. We are, are a very small part of the cosmos, the universe that Hashem created. And there are worlds upon worlds of angels and they sing Hashem's praises. And this angel, this Satan, he says, you gotta let me go. This morning I gotta go sing Hashem's praises. And so we have to ask the question that the Nesiva Shalom asks. What praises? All of a sudden he had to go sing praises. Then the Siva Shalom tells us that the Medrash tells us that this was actually the first time ever that he was going to go sing praises. This was his day. What do you mean? Happens to be on the night that he fights with Yaakov, this is his day to sing praises? What's going on with this stat? I need to sing. You got to let me go. I have to say, this is my day. What's actually happening here? And I'll add the question as well. And why was Yaakov holding on to him? My own question. Why was Yaakov holding on to him? Why didn't Yaakov let him go? What did Yaakov want? Now we know Yaakov asks him to bless him or to agree to the blessing. What did Yaakov want to get out of this experience after already winning? What more could he want? And this story is, of course, an eternal story. This story is for every one of us. And we have to ask, what's it telling us? How does this help us connect to Hashem? And on this, the Nesiv Shalom brings down a medrash. And we're going to listen to this medrash. 
And then we're going to hear what the Kajan Tzamagid says about this Medrash. If this doesn't blow you away, if you don't pass out from just overwhelmed excitement, well then, I don't know. I can't really help you pass that point. This is what we're going to say is unbelievable. Says the Medrash. Okay, you with me? Says the Medrash. This is what the Medrash says. Oh, he had to go sing praises. You know what this reminds us of? It reminds us, says the Medrash, of a Pasik that says, The Medrash says that Hashem creates angels, many, many angels, every single morning, brand new angels. And what do these angels do? They get up in the morning and they begin to sing Hashem's praises. They sing Hashem's praises. It's an unbelievable blaze of unbelievable flash of holiness as these angels sing God's praises. And then that's it. They're gone. And also Esau's angels, there are angels that stick around and they also have a set time, a specific time when they sing Hashem's praises. This is what our Medrash tells us. There are angels that are created every day. They get up, they sing God's praises, and poof, they're gone. And of course, the Kajushamagid wants to understand. Why? Well, what, 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 what is the point of that? What is the point of all these angels? What is the point of Hashem making new angels every morning that sing Hashem's praises? What's the point of all this? Let me read you his holy words, okay? The Kojitz Amagit said, Let me explain to you why on earth Hashem makes angels and why He makes them sing praises every day. Let me explain to you what is really going on here. Let me explain to you a secret of the universe. Do you want to know why angels do what angels do? Let me tell you why angels sing praises. This is the point. Hashem creates every single morning a new Group of angels to sing his praises. Do you want to know what the point is of their existence? It's You think the angels are getting up to sing praises and that they're singing Hashem's praises and that's the point. There's no point in that, he says. Angels do what Hashem says they should do. What did we gain? He said, but you have to understand something. And for this, we have to understand something fundamental about spirituality. Imagine we're all in a room together. And I say, you know, it, it's dark here. So I'm going to turn on a lamp so that I could see. It's true. I turned on the lamp. But every one of us in the room will get light. 
because it's one room. And if you turn on a light in the room, everyone gets the light. This is the truth about the world also. It's only one universe. We're all on one boat, as they like to say. And if somebody turns on the light in this room called the universe, everyone gets light. So listen to what the Kajnit Samangit said. The reason why there are angels that Hashem creates and they erupt in fiery, passionate love and awe of God and they begin to sing praises in the morning with unbelievable, like, 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 like we know they sweat fire. They're so intense. Angels are so awesome. I mean, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he went up to heaven to get the Torah, he was quaking in front of the angels. He was quaking. Moshe Rabbeinu is no slouch, my friends. He's no slouch. Listen, if you make it to heaven, you're no slouch. He made it up there. But he was quaking from angels. Angels are huge. Angels are tremendous. And they begin and they erupt in the morning in this awesome song of praise of God with love, passion, fervor, awe. It's a fireball. It's just a nuclear reaction. Why? It's to awaken and bring this love, this spiritual love and awe of God into the world. Why? They're turning on the lights, but why? Kiday so that Sheal came through this, through the fact that they turned on the light of love and awe in the morning by waking up and being a fireball for Hashem. Yes, Limata. It will awaken down below. Believe Isha Yisraeli. In the heart of a Jew, in the heart of me and you, so that it'll awaken in us these holy traits. Why? So that we can use them to serve Hashem. And he goes on to say, wrap your mind around this. Because every angel is created to bring into the world a certain holy mida, an attribute, love, awe, strength, glory. There's all different ways that they can exist and sing Hashem's praises. And he says, Ulechayra, my nafkamina. Why? Why is Hashem making all these angels? They can't, they just do what Hashem created them to do. What's the point? Elavadai, but for sure, Shetachlis Biyosam, their entire purpose is Le'oirer Es Amcho Yisrael Kibbutzemato. The whole reason they exist, the whole reason these fireballs are there is just to awaken and to provide the tools and the holiness, and the attributes for the little, little, little people down here on earth. The Amcha Yisrael Kibbutz Mata, Hashem's people that are gathered below. So that we can use it to serve Hashem. And therefore Hashem makes these angels every single day. 
Every day these fireballs go off. These fireworks go off. Every morning, brand new angels are doing this awesome symphony of holiness up there. And you know what the whole point is? It's not for the fireworks. It's not for the heavens. It's not for the sweating fire and it's not for the angels. It's for me and you. It's for us sitting here right now that all of that holiness should cascade down, trickle down into the world and we should wake up in the morning and we should feel, boom, a jolt, a little spark, a little bit more love, a little bit more awe. We should have a little bit more strength, a little bit more determination. And with that, we're able to go serve Hashem. That's the whole point. Awesome things that would make us faint are going on. And the whole point of them is us. Is that we should manage to take one step forward. To go up one rung, one inch, a little bit more. A little bit more of that holy attribute in our life, in our mitzvahs. That's what's going on. That's, that's that unbelievable magid. Magid, peace from the Magid. The reason they're all clamoring up there, the reason they're going at it, Hashem created them just to give us a leg up. And says the Nesiva Shalom, since that's the whole point, should I tell you what song they're singing? Should I tell you? Should I tell you what song they are singing every day? I'm not saying this, folks. This is the Nesib Shalom. He quotes it from a Chacham Echad, a wise person doesn't tell us who said this. That the song that the angels sing every day is a song of thanks to Hashem that they were able to provide Him nachas. That they were able to fulfill their purpose that Hashem had for them and that through that Hashem is proud, has nachas from them. And from the fact that they were able to give Hashem nachas, that's what they're rejoicing about. And how do they give Hashem nachas? Says the Nesiv Shalom. Do you know how they give Hashem nachas? Well, when they are a fireball of love, and that love then comes all the way down into this world, and then some little guy named Shuki feels that, awakening inside. He feels something inside, an attribute that's accessible to him, and he decides to do something with it. He decides to grow based on what has been made available to him in his life, which is really coming from all the way up there. And I decide I'm going to. I'm going to feel a little bit more love. I'm going to do this mitzvah a little bit better. I'm going to care a little bit more. I'm going to think about Hashem one time more. I'm going to push away bad another time. When I decide to do that, 
then that angel up there and all of those malachim up there that injected that holiness into the universe just so that I would do that. And now I went and did that. They just fulfilled their purpose. And so they begin to sing. Thank you, Hashem, for letting me inspire a Jew. Thank you, Hashem, for letting me give you nachas and fulfill my purpose, which was just to help a Jew climb a little higher. The highest angels are singing a song of thanks to Hashem that has your name in it. It's thank you, Hashem, for letting me play a role in the life of those Jews down on earth. Because that is really the whole point. It's us. It's us. Derech Hashem says the following. The Ramchal wrote the Derech Hashem. Listen to what he says. Habrio Asher his astoleinian ha godol the creature, the creation. That, we, that I created, that Hashem created, which is the one that's meant to do this great thing, this Hagadol Hazed, this unbelievable thing, which is what? Which is to become close to Hashem, to cling to Hashem. The creature that is the one that is meant to do that, which is who? He says a little later, it's us, people, we are the ones that are the point of all this, which is it's our job, it is our existence, which is about connecting with Hashem. That's what we're about, and that's what the universe is about. And this is what he says, that creation, mankind, which was created for this awesome goal, which was to connect to Hashem and have a relationship with Hashem. He tikro ho'ikoris. That Bria, that creation, namely mankind, is the main thing. Shebechol Habria in the entire universe. Vechol Sharma Shiyamotse Bimitsius. Everything else, everything else that you find in the universe. Everything else. That's what he just said. Okay? Translate that correctly. I'm not making this up. Vechol shar ma Every single thing else in existence. Lo yiyeh. Elo oizer be'ezet tzadoi be'ezet bechina el tachlis l'sheyitzlach. Is only in existence to help. Elo oizer, to help mankind. To help the Jewish people. In some way. To fulfill this awesome purpose which is to become close to Hashem. And he continues later in the paragraph. Everything is just to help the Jew. 
even that which is much lower than mankind, and even that which is much higher, is only to help a Jew reach this goal of becoming close to Hashem. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What is going on here? What we are, what revolves around us, what's hinged on us, what is focused on us, the entire universe is focused on us, all so that maybe we will focus on Hashem. Maybe we will connect with Hashem. And this is the angel's entire existence, and this is the entire existence of an ant outside. Everything, in some way, is to facilitate the Jew rising a little higher. And when we do that, they all erupt in song. The highest angels say, Thank you, Hashem. Thank you for letting me play the role in the life of a Jew. And I'm talking about Jews like us. I'm not talking about special Jews. I'm talking about every single one of us. These angels are being created to give us a shot, to give us a leg up, to give us a jolt, to give us the tools we need. Unbelievable. And this, the Cabriner says, last, when was it? Was it last week? Two weeks ago at this point. Vayetzeh. There we go. It's Vayetzeh. This was last week. Yaakov had the unbelievable dream. Everyone knows the dream. Sulam Yaakov has a dream. And in the dream, he seems a ladder. Jacob's ladder became a toy. It's so popular. Okay, Jacob's ladder is a ladder go, that goes heaven and earth. And what does he see? The Pesach says, There are angels going up and down on it. The Cabriner said, Do you know what that means? That ladder is a representation of a Jew. It's a representation of a Jew. That a Jew is all the way down here on earth. We're physical beings. We live. We live, we breathe, we sleep, we eat. We're physical. We're real. We're really here on earth. But our neshamas, our souls, our essence are all the way up in heaven. We are a ladder that reaches up and down between heaven and earth. And the angels themselves rise and fall, go up and down based on the actions of a person. That's what the Holy Cabrino says. That what Yaakov saw in that vision was that even the highest angels they live to serve one function. Like the Derech Hashem said, to play a role in our life. To facilitate the real point, which is us connecting with Hashem. And when we do that, they all go soaring up. They all burst into song. Thank you, Hashem. And heaven forbid, if not, we owe them, boy. And the Chedush Arim adds, 
They don't just go up and down. The Medrash says on that Pasuk that they go up and down, they are dancing on the ladder. Just like our Nesim Shalom says that the angels, when we do our part, when we take everything that Hashem injected into the world, every little tool that He's given us, which is everything in existence, when we use that, these angels are dancing up the ladder. Thank you. Thank you, Hashem, for letting me be in the life of a Jew. Thank you for letting me give you nachas because this Jew decided to give you nachas. And with that, every one of us that helped him fulfilled our role in creation. It's an unbelievable picture that we have to keep in our mind. The greatness the greatness of every one of us, that the, the role we play in the world, the way the world focuses on us, and, and we are the point of it. I remember they brought in uh, for the Cooper tournament once, they had speak over Shabbos, a fellow who was formerly in the Super Bowl. And I remember he was describing what it's like to stand there in the field at the Super Bowl. He said, you can feel the ground shaking from the roar of the crowd. You can feel the ground shaking. The roar is so intense, earth was shaking under them. Can you imagine what that feels like to step out on that field? When you feel the ground shaking, when there's all those fans, you know that this is an incredible moment. My dear friends, the ground is shaking from the amount of fans that are, that are cheering our name, that are doing everything that they do just so that we will make the play at that game so that we will show up to our life and take advantage of it, and grow, and do another mitzvah, rise a little higher, have a little bit more love for Hashem, and a little bit more awe. That's what's making them dance, that's what's making them sing praises. (sighs) The Bidichiva writes, Something that's really true by every mitzvah, but he describes it by Purim. I know I'm jumping the gun, we're in Hanukkah. But he says by Purim, you know that when you give out one of the mitzvahs of the days to give out money to the poor, the B'ditchever says, you know that when a person gives that money to the poor, Hashem gives out, gives out sustenance to all the worlds and all the angels, that when we go do that mitzvah, they literally get their life force because we're doing that mitzvah. We are so the point that when we go and give that charity, Hashem gives out, so to speak, charity to all of them. And the Betuchaber says that when you come up to there, after 120, God willing, all of the angels that you kept alive because you gave Matanus Levyonim on Purim, 
they come out and they parade in front of you. Here comes so-and-so who kept us alive and gave us sustenance through his mitzvah of matanas levyoinim, of charity to the poor on Purim. They're going to parade in front of us when we get up there. And it's not just matanas levyoinim. Everything we do, this is what the angels live for. This is what the world exists for. This is what keeps the world going and makes it all have a point. This is what makes them erupt into song. This is what makes them go up. This is what makes them dance. And when we come up there after that, they're going to come and rush out. There's going to be throngs, a crowd of angels pouring out. And they're going to be singing and dancing. Here comes so-and-so who kept us alive, who gave us purpose, who helped us fulfill our purpose, who used what we gave him to connect to Hashem. And that was the whole point. Make way, make way for the soul of so-and-so who kept us alive and elevated every one of us. This is what's going on. And the truth is that it's essential we remember this because this, this truth, this truth is one of the greatest resources to feel the encouragement to win at this battle. Because we are in a battle that we know. We know we're glorious soldiers. We know we're holy soldiers. That we know. And one of the greatest places to get encouragement from, to find the strength, to go at it again and to win, is when we remember how much is riding on us, how much depends on us, how great we are. Are we going to throw that away? Are we going to throw away all of those angels that are counting on us? Are we going to throw that away? Well, I can't give in. I may want to quit, but I can't. I'm the main player. If I quit, it's over. And I would like to suggest my own thought, but in the beginning of the parasha, it says that as Esav was coming to greet Yaakov, Yaakov sent malachim, simply translated as messengers, messengers to go to Esav sent him a message. And as we know, of course, every encounter between Yaakov and Esau is an allusion to this encounter between us and our Yetzirah. And in that encounter though, Rashi tells us, guess what? Those weren't just messengers. They were malachim mamish. They were actually angels. Malachim means messengers. It also means angels. No, they were angels. The messengers were angels. And everyone asks, But why? Seems unnecessary to send angels when you could send people to go send a message. Everyone asks this question. But I'd like to suggest today an answer based on what we're saying. Is that Yaakov was sending a message to Esau. And the message was, you're not going to win me. You know why you're not going to win me? Because look, Look who my messengers are. Look who services me. Angels. Angels service me. I am the point of it all. 
I can't let you in. So Asaph, take a good look at who just came to send my message. It's angels. Do you see how important what I do is? Do you see how important my life is? I can't afford to lose. I can't let you in. So Asaph, you might as well give up because I realize what I'm worth. And I'm worth too much to let you win. This is the shot in the arm that can bring us to victory when we remember that angels serve us. Everything in the world that you see around you is there to give you the strength to win, to live a good day, to climb a little higher today. And then the Sibir Shalom adds something incredible because the Medrash said that there are new angels every single day. Why are there new angels every single day? Why does it have to be new angels every day? And he says something amazing. Because every day has its unique purpose. Every day needs its unique dose of holiness sent down through the pipeline from all the way up there down to little old me and you. Every day and every one of us in every situation has a unique purpose. We're going to need unique tools. And so Hashem creates unique angels, tailor-made, to send us the inspiration that we need for this day, this moment, in our individual lives. They can't be the same angels from yesterday because I've got a new day. And therefore, I need new inspiration. And let's just process that for one second. That besides the greatness of the fact that the whole world is trying to help us, look at what Hashem is doing. Hashem, every morning, creates brand new, awesome creations, awesome angels that shake the heavens because Hashem knows what we are going to face that day and He knows what we need to get through that day. Look at what Hashem is investing in us. He's creating the entire universe just invested in us. But not just that he did that in the beginning. Every day, he's creating it just to give us the jolt we need. Just to give us. I mean, is that not the most encouraging thing? When you face a situation and you think, it's my day. I know every day is about growing the struggle, the challenge, falling down, getting back up. But but how am I going to do it? Don't worry. Hashem literally created brand new angels this morning just to give you the strength to do it. How is that for a cheering squad? How is that for having Hashem in your corner? 
and literally, as I was getting ready for this shear, setting it up here, it occurred to me that this is a brand new thought just from today. This is shot in a piece of Tehillim, we say. I look up at the mountains, where will I get the strength from? And then David HaMelech continues, Ezri me'im Hashem, my strength is from Hashem. The one who creates heaven and earth. And people have asked, you, you say your strength is from Hashem, what does the fact that Hashem created heaven and earth have anything to do with it? And it occurred to me as I was getting ready for this year, this is it. Where is my strength going to come from? I have a challenge today. Where am I going to get the strength? No, my child, you don't need to worry. Ezri mim Hashem. Your strength is going to come from God. He made heaven and earth, meaning He made heaven and earth just to give you strength. Heaven and earth are created just to give you strength. You're wondering where will you get strength from? Hashem already created heaven and earth just to give you strength today. Where will you get strength from? From the universe. Because the entire universe was created just to give you strength. So when the Yitzhahara comes, let's send him angels. Let's send him a vision of a ladder with angels going up. Let's send him this message. You can't mess with me because too much is counting on me. But now here comes the final twist. Let's go back to how we started this year. How did we start this class? We didn't start by talking about other angels singing. We started by talking about the Yetzirah singing. We started talking about how Yaakov just beat that angel of Esau and that angel said, I need to go sing. What song was he going to sing? Where was he going? And listen to this. We, we should, we should just retire with this. Listen to this, says the Nisiba Shalom. It's true that Hashem created the Yetzirah to challenge us. But what was the point of that? So that we would lose? So that we would listen to Him? No. Chas Shalom, heaven forbid. The point of the Yetzirah is to challenge us so that when we win, when we overcome him, when we push him out of the way and run to Hashem, we will be that much greater, that much holier, and have accomplished that much more. So what's really the point of the Yetzirah? That we should win him. So says the Nesivah Shalom, every angel sings praises when? When they fulfill their role. What's their role? When they help a Jew. When does a Yetzirah help a Jew? 
when a Jew tells him no, when a Jew tells him get lost, when a Jew tells the HR, get out of here, I have to go become great. The whole world is depending on me. They're parading, they're cheering my name. I can't let them down. I got to go do it. Hashem created the angels just for me. I got to go do it. Do you know who's also cheering for you? Who's also saying, go get him, go get him, go get him. The Yetzirah, the Yetzirah is saying, Shuki, go get him. The Yetzirah himself is created just to give Hashem nachas, and the only way he's going to give Hashem, fulfill his purpose, is by helping me become great, by helping every one of us become great. How? By challenging us. And then when we say no, that's when it all lights up. Even the Yetzirah is cheering for us. Even the Yetzirah goes up when we say no to him. This is the Yetzirah's dream that we should stop listening. And therefore, when Yaakov battles, and Yaakov battles with the, the, the angel of Esau, and he's trying to beat him, and Yaakov wins, he won. Finally, someone won. The Yetzirah, the Satan, the angel, the Malach of Esau said, you gotta let me go. This is it. This is the big day. You did it, Yaakov. You beat me. You won. You said no. I got to go sing praise to Hashem. I got to go thank Him for letting me meet a Jew. That won. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. You became holy because I challenged you. Yes, that's the point. Let me go. I got to go sing praise to Hashem. Thank you, God. For letting me encounter Yaakov. Thank you for letting me meet a Jew that stepped on my head and rose to the highest heights. That was the song that he needed to go sing. That's how essential we are. There's nobody on the other team. Everything, like the Derech Hashem said, Everything, everything you find in the world from the highest to the lowest is just there to help a Jew connect to Hashem. That's what makes them sing. With this, we're going to suggest something now. coming up to Hanukkah. And in this parsha, there's an amazing connection to Hanukkah that seems somewhat puzzling, and I'm going to suggest a connection. The Shach al-Torah, others have said, Yaakov went back, Rashi told us, he forgot small jars. And these great people said something astonishing. They said, do you know what that small jar was that he forgot? There's another famous jar we know. The pach, that one jar, that when the Greeks came in on Hanukkah and they defiled the Beis HaMikdash, 
and made impure all the oil. There was one small jar, one jar of oil left. And from that, we know the great miracle of Hanukkah, the Menorah happened. And these great commentators says that jar of oil was right here in this story. That's the jar Yaakov forgot. That's the jar he went back to get. And we have to ask ourselves, what does that mean? What is that telling us? And perhaps in the way of Remez and Drush, a deeper interpretation we can understand. That that small jar of oil, what that is for every one of us, what Hanukkah really is for every one of us, is that fuel when everything goes out, when everything gets defiled, what's that last jar of oil that we can burn, that we can light, that could be the fuel for our fire, for our growth, for our spirituality? Where is that last jar? Where is that final jar that we could dip into that could give us the strength to rise again? And perhaps it's exactly this. Yaakov forgot that one jar, meaning Yaakov realized that he had to go and conquer something for the future generations. He had to make clear for all of us coming now something that would help us and give us the fuel when we have nothing left in the tank to go out and fight. And you know what that last jar was? Perhaps it was this point. He went back to go fight this angel so that we should all realize that even the angel that stands against us only celebrates when we win. And that's why he held on to him at the end. So that it would say that he said, he got to let me go. I got to go sing praises. So that every one of us would come every year and we would see that and we would say, look at that. The highest angels exist just for us to win. And when you have nothing left, when you feel so beaten, when you feel low, when you feel like you've been making mistakes, when you feel like you've given into the eight hour too much, you still have this jar that Yaakov went back to acquire for us, this truth that, wait, I can't give in. Everyone is counting on me. Even my Yitzhahara is crying now because I'm giving in to him. Even he is asking me to get up and fight again because he wants to fulfill his purpose, which is dependent on me. That's that jar. That's that truth that we can use when we don't have anything else. The one that can't be defiled because even the Yitzhahara agrees to it. Get up. Come on. Go be great. We're depending on you. This is the jar he went to go get. As of Eisenberg says in the Mesilas Bilvavam, the Rav in Brooklyn, he says, Rashi says, Shochach Pachim Ketanim. He forgot the small jar. Shochach. Is the same letters as Choshech, darkness. And the Medrash says Choshech, darkness is Yavon. The Greeks are darkness. It's the same letters as Shochach, forget. The Yetzirah and the forces, the Greeks, that which challenges us, that which leaves us without the energy to fight is when we forget this truth. 
This is what we have to remember so that we never give up. This is what that image was of the ladder as Yaakov was getting ready to leave Eretz Yisrael and he was going to go confront Lavan and he was going to go confront the exile and to be out of Israel and to have to confront all the challenges. Hashem showed him one image to give him the strength to win. What was that image? It was the ladder. Look how the angels go up and down based on you. Holy Jews, remember this image and you can go out into exile and come back victorious. Remember this, this is the jar of oil. This is what gives us the strength to never give up and to never stop fighting. And this is the miracle of every moment. The greatness of every one of us and how much Hashem invests in every second of life. Right now, Hashem has created unbelievable creatures and little teeny ones all to make us have the opportunity to rise. And it's really miraculous. It's miraculous. And if we saw it, if we thought about it, who would ever want to let that greatness go? But the challenge comes from an illusion I heard from Meilich Biederman from the dreidel. You can't mention Hanukkah if you don't mention the dreidel. Does it even count? We'll mention the dreidel. Meilich Biederman said, the letters on the, angel, on the dreidel spell out Nes Gadol Hayosham. There was a tremendous miracle there. A tremendous miracle. He said, but you know what's interesting? Those are awesome words, right? That was an amazing miracle. He said, but you know what's interesting? When you spin the dreidel, you can't see anything. As long as it's spinning in circles, you can't see anything. Until it stops, then you see what those letters represent. And that's true for every one of us. This is the incredible truth of our life. This is the truth of every moment. This is how much Hashem is investing in us, cheering for us, creating just to give us the ability to win. Every challenge we meet, we have the strength. Hashem created heaven and earth just to give us the strength. We can do it. Everyone's dependent on us. Everyone's waiting for us. Everyone's dancing when we do it. It's a miracle. But as long as we spin in circles, if we keep getting so busy, so tied up, and we never stop to think, you don't see the miracles. You don't see those letters. We've got to stop. Stop spinning. Pause for a second and just comprehend. This is the truth. This is the greatness of a Jew. The entire world is servicing us so that we can turn and serve Hashem. As the awesome menorah shows us, every candle on the menorah, our Svar Makadoshim tell us represent a Jew. That's a Jew and that flame is that holiness alive in a Jew. How do you light the candles on a menorah? With what we call the shamish, the attendant, we have an attendant. But that shamish stands higher than the other candles. It's like those angels up above. They're so high, they're so holy. But don't forget little Jew, holy, precious Jew down here on earth. That great angel 
That candle that's higher than you is a shamish. It's just an attendant. It's just here to light you on fire. Do you want to know why they're there in the morning singing God's praises? It's so that maybe you will light your soul on fire. That's what the menorah tells us, that we've got to make sure the world is counting on us, the universe is counting on us, Hashem is looking towards us. We need to make sure that we use all of that. It's our time to shine. That each day when they erupt in song, when they bring that holiness into the world, it's so that we show up, feel the ground vibrating, feel all the fans, feel all that cheering, and we choose to let all of that into our life to light our souls on fire. And when we do that, then the song that bursts forth from the universe is something that I pray one day we will merit to hear because it must be something incredible. The song when the entire universe says, thank you Hashem for giving us the unbelievable chance to help a Jew come close to you. May Hashem help us to never forget the power of this truth and to use everything that he has given us to inspire us to climb ever higher so that we, along with everything that's been created, will merit to give Hashem never-ending pride from all that we do.